Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to start a whole new series. This series is entitled Unanswered Prayers. In this series of messages, we're going to talk about why some prayers aren't answered, and we're going to talk about how to receive answers to your prayers. I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome. And let me tell you from the very beginning, God wants to answer your prayers. And we're going to find out more about that in the messages. So stick around for the entire series. Don't forget also to join us on our website 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can subscribe to our brand new inspirational newsletters. It's going to be great. Just log on at www.kingdomrock.org. Just leave your name and your email address and I will send you a word of inspiration. Oh, this is wonderful. I can't wait for you to receive them. Well, without any further ado, here comes today's message and it is entitled Unanswered Prayers, Part 1, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. The Lord has put this word on my heart. We were just in the series entitled No Lack, and it is the Father's will uh, that you experience no lack in your life. Because there are so many, there's, there are provisions that are available for you and I as a child of God in the kingdom of God. That not one, not, that not one moment in your life is to be without. Now, we do know that there are times when there, when there is scarcity, but those times are at a minimum. You are to experience abundance and more than enough, a full supply. I love the testimony that you just heard that, it, that resounds that word. Belinda just gave you a testimony of how she didn't have it, but yet she had it. Because she was in tune with the kingdom of God. It's my desire and it's the heart of the Father that you also would experience no lack in your life. And I'm finding it more and more and more to be true that the only the thing is the the thing that stops us from receiving more than enough from God is not a hardware. I kind of discuss it as a as a computer thing because I I'm familiar with computers. In computers, there's hardware and then there's software. What's the issue? Hardware. That's the mechanism. The mechanism. That's the that's the drive. The physical things that you can see and touch. That's the hardware. The software is the programs that run on it. Sometimes you can have a computer issue, a computer problem, and you think it's something wrong with this thing. My fan is not working like it's supposed to. Well, that's a hardware issue if the fan's not running. But then the other times it's not a hardware issue, it's a software issue. If your computer crashes, if it just... You see a blue screen and a lot of numbers on it. That's not hardware, that's software. Something got confused. 
And I find that in our Christian walk, God has already supplied everything that we need. Everything we need. But it's a software issue. A lot of the battle that we're facing is here. The way you think and the way you feel. And the word of God comes to really contradict, to speak directly against that thing, to bring you to another level of thinking. It can be so easy just to bow down and say, well, uh, I never, I guess I never have anything. I guess I never go anywhere. Just, it's so easy to bow down to what you see. But if we can never reach into, reach into the kingdom of God. As we said before about the five fish and, or rather, yeah, the five fish and two loaves feeding over 15,000 people, best estimates, because the word of God says that they fed 5,000 men. And we know that in church services, there are far more women than there are men. So fair estimates, fair estimates would be over 15,000 people feeding 15,000 people with just five fish and two loaves of bread. Seems impossible. Seems impossible. But the Lord Jesus showed them how to reach into kingdom resources. How to reach into and pull out kingdom resources to meet the need. And that's really my goal. It's my greatest joy when I hear testimonies like that. Because testimonies like that help me to know, wow, okay, somebody's getting it. Somebody's taking so I pray that you'll take hold of it as well in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Unanswered prayers. We're going to go. We're going to start here in the book of John, John 16, chapter John 16. And we're going to be probably going here every single time we come. I pray you're able to uh, read along with us. If you, we'll be reading out of the King James Version uh, some today. And then we'll also be reading out of the New Living Translation uh, many times today because it helps us. The new living in this case helps us to really helps me to save a little bit of time. And I've researched it and I found these uh, this reference to be true. I do not trust all translations. I trust the King James because I can go back into the Hebrew and the Greek and find out what these words, particular words mean to, to mine out the true gold and silver and the precious stones that are in the word of God. Some of the translations, of course, as we said before, the difference between the translations is King James is a word for word translation, word for word translation. Many others, as in our New Living Translation, uh, you'll find thought for thought translation. And some of um, and many others are called paraphrases. This is the gist of what this verse is saying. But some of the um, thought for thought translations nail it. Not all and not in all cases. So I'll tell you again, don't throw your King James Bible away. Because with King James, you can research the words word for word in thought for thought. A translation has already been done for you. It's already been done for you. But sometimes um, those that translate it didn't bring out the complete thought. And I'm going to show you one of these things today. I'm going to show you the, the, the wealth or the, the worth of the New Living Translation and why we use it sometimes. But you'll find that I always, I'm, I'm going to back this up with King James because there are some things 
that uh, this man had a thought and said, this is what this is, but I need to see the words. I want to see the mechanics of it and we'll get the true definition out of it. Amen. Are y'all praying with me today? All right. I need you. I need you to help me today. Okay. All right. John 16 verses 23 through um, uh, 24. And it says this. Now, this is what I want you to hear, okay? Because again, the Lord said, unanswered prayers, unanswered prayers. And hear this, John 16, verse 23 through 24, and it says this, and in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Uh, hitherto have you asked me have here the two have you asked nothing in my name he said up to this point you've asked nothing in my name but he says here he said ask and you shall receive why that your joy may be what that your joy may be full unanswered prayers before we really get into and we will in just a moment get into the reasons why some prayers are unanswered. You have to realize that it is the Father's intent, first and foremost, to answer your prayers. And you find in the context of this verse in John the 16th chapter, we're talking about end time things. And you're living in the end time. And it's the Lord Jesus's, it is his heart, it is God's heart, that your prayers would be answered. It is his desire to say yes and amen. He wants your prayers to be answered. God wants that. Say that with me. God wants to answer my prayers. And here is one reason why. Because he said he wants to answer your prayers that your joy may be full. Full. Now full meaning uh, that, that it is that it's fully furnished. Fully furnished. Full also supposes that you can have joy that is not full or joy that is quite empty and just a little bit and not nearly enough. He said, I want you to pray and ask the father that your joy may be full. When you pray and you receive an answer, you get joy. You get joy. When you pray, you talk to God and you see God move on the situation, you have joy. He said, you're going to ask the father in my name. And, and he says again, ask and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. Why? That your joy may be full. So already we see if we are going through this Christian life, if you are a born again believer, and you have unanswered prayers and you haven't seen the prayer answered in a long time, that tells me now that you're not joyful at all. Or that your joy is well beneath the full line. And when you have answered prayers, your joy is going to be full. Your joy meter is going to go through the roof. When you talk to the Father and you see him answer you, it brings joy. When your prayer is answered, it brings joy. Talking about testimony just a moment ago, when Belinda heard her prayer answered, guess what? She received joy. There was joy. And when you heard the testimony of how she prayed and God answered, it brought you joy. 
Answered prayers equals to joy. Say it with me. Answered prayers equals to joy. One more time. Answered prayers equals to joy. You want more joy? Then your prayers have got to be answered. He said, you're going to ask the Father in my name. Ask the Father in my name. And he said, I'll do it. He'll, he'll, rather, the Father said, he'll do it. Why? That your joy will be full. Because in these last times, these evil days, you're going to need some joy. Not just jumping around, acting like a little Cheshire cat, smiling all the time. He, 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 No, that's, uh, that won't help. But the Bible says clearly that the joy of the Lord is your strength. You're going to need some strength and joy. Have its joyful praying and seeing your prayers answered. And there are a lot of other verses that we'll get as we go on uh, throughout this series that will assure you once again that God wants to answer your prayers. He wants to answer your prayers. He wants to answer your prayers. Now, what I need you to do is understand, first of all, before we go into why prayers aren't answered i want you to also get this in your mind get it in your head that if you pray and you don't see an answer i don't want you just to throw it away you need to investigate why i haven't gotten an answer what has happened because god wants you to have it if you're praying according to his will if you're praying according to his will you should have this uh, by the same token, if you're praying with someone that is sick, you're laying hands upon them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you don't see the healing manifest, you need to ask, Lord, what happened? I guarantee you, if I go to the light switch on, when I came into the church this morning, and I turned the lights on, I turned the lights on, if I flicked the switch and no lights came on, I wouldn't just leave the building. I wouldn't just leave the building. I would immediately go and investigate. If you go home and you pick up your house phone, those of you that have house phones, and you don't hear a dial tone, you don't just say, oh, well. You immediately go and investigate. Let me bring it closer to home for you. If you pick up your remote control and you point at the TV and the TV doesn't come on, your favorite show is coming on, you don't just sit there and take it. You go and investigate. Hallelujah. Your prayer life has got to become that sure. That sure. If it does not come up, you point the remote control to the TV, to the device, and it doesn't come on. But you see a light on the TV, a little power light. You must think, well, hey, maybe these batteries are dead. You immediately go into investigation mode. Why did not this happen? Why didn't this happen? You don't just throw the remote control away and throw the TV away. You go and investigate. You put your key in the car and it doesn't crank. There's no sound. You don't just leave it in the yard. You investigate. Why isn't this working? What's going on? You need to go in investigation mode because the father said he'll give it to you. You're praying according to his will, and if you don't see it, remember, he wants your joy to be full. You're going to need joy. So if you're not seeing it, investigate. What if I can get somebody to help me today? 
investigate don't throw away or cast away your confidence investigate why isn't this working ask the father father i've asked you in jesus name and this thing is according to your will what's wrong what's happening where's the short circuit what's going on here are you hearing because it's god's desire to answer your prayers say with me it's the father's desire to answer my prayer that is his desire. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's his desire to answer your prayers. It's his desire. Now let's go ahead and look into why. Let me, I'll give you reasons every week until we're finished with this series. Reasons why some prayers are not being answered. And it is also my intent and desire as well to let you know, give you more verses of scripture that will help to confirm to your heart that God truly wants to answer you when you pray. It's not God's heart to ignore you. He wants to answer you. Are you hearing? Let's go to the book of Galatians. Galatians, the fifth chapter. Galatians 5. We're going to look at verses 16 through 21. Galatians 5, 16 through 21. And I'm going to read this to you out of the New Living Translation, first of all, here. Uh, so that you can really get into this. And of course, there'll be some parts of it we're going to reach back and pull out of the King James because I want you to see the full flavor and measure of this. Amen. All right. Galatians, the fifth chapter, verses 16 through 21. Listen to how this reads. It says here, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. I love that. Sounds kind of urbanish then you won't be doing it says so i say let the let the holy spirit guide your lives then you won't be doing it does say that doesn't it then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves Oh, you can put a, you can highlight that in your notes or make special note of that. I'm telling you. Verse, verse 17. Uh, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intention. We're going to look at that. Verse 17, make a note of that. Verse 18, but when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under the obligation of the law of Moses. Verse 18, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, Sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts, outbursts of anger. I want everybody having some of these. Yes. Selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Notice what we've highlighted here. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Are you hearing? 
He said, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Remember, Jesus said in Matthew 16, rather Matthew 6, he said, first seek you. He said, seek you, uh, but first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. There are things for you within the kingdom of God. There are things for you within the kingdom of God. Let me say that again. There are things for you that are within the kingdom of God. But the father said, if you are held up in these activities, no repentance, no remorse, you're engaged in these activities on a daily, weekly, whatever basis, you're not repenting, you're not trying to stop, you're not crying out for God's mercy, you're not crying out for his deliverance, you're engaging in this, then the Bible says that those things that are, with, that are for you within the kingdom of God, you will not receive. And I'm going to show you a good reason why too. Because let me tell you, you don't want to receive some of these good things if you're in that state of being. Hallelujah. A man that's strung out on drugs on the street that has lost everything, his family, his house, his job, everything because of drugs. He may say, I need a million dollars. He may cry out, give me a million dollars. But if he gets that million in that state, it will kill him. So there are some things that we have that we're tied up in that the father will say, okay, it is yours. Yes, it is yours, but I cannot release it to you because of the current state that you are in. Now, I'm not talking about Georgia either. Because of your current condition. Are you hearing what we'll find is that when we clear up the condition, the blessings will flow. God has safeguards in place. Now, let's look at now. Look at it again. It says, let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living, anyone living that sort of life here again, no repentance, no remorse. You're just living that life. You're just living that life. You just engage in that activity. You're living the life. This is not someone who slips and falls. Oh my God, I fell. Oh, I fell again. No, this is someone, hey, I'm living the life. There's a difference in falling in the mud and then there's a difference of making a house and putting a hammock up in the mud. Putting up a mattress in the mud and decorating the mud. Fresh, let me get fresh mud over here. Oh, how about some nice brown mud? I need some red mud. Just laying in the mud and you loving it. There are things withheld from you for your own good because God will not allow that to be released in that current condition. He said, I've told you this before. Well, where did he tell us this before? Let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter, 1 Corinthians 6. Verses 7 through 11. This is what it says here. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 7 through 11. We're going to read again out of the New Living Translation. I want you to see how this reads. It says, even, uh, even to have such uh, lawsuits with one another is a defeat for you. People are suing each other in the church. This is the type of climate that we're coming into. I want you to see this. It says, why not just accept the injustice and leave it at that. Why not let yourselves be cheated 
Instead, you yourselves are the one who the one who do wrong and cheat even your fellow believer. Now look at verse number nine. It says, don't you realize that those who do wrong will what? Will not what? Come on, talk to me. Will not what? That those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God. Remember, there are things within the kingdom of God that already have your name on it. Houses, cars, lands, monies, relationships. Don't you understand that if you're not in the right condition, when the right relationship comes in your life, you'll blow it up. If you still haven't gotten over the pain of the infidelity of the last relationship, and if you're a lady thinking, oh man, they're just pigs, they're gonna do this, and they're just pigs, and, and they can't help themselves, they're just pigs, ain't nothing wrong, they're men are crazy. But the Lord brings in your prince charming, your prince and shining armor, and he comes your way. And if you have that heart, you're going to look at him all cross-eyed. <laughs> Who are you, Joker? He said, ma'am, I'm just trying to open a door for you. What you mean open a door for me? I can open a door for myself. I don't need you to open a door for me. Who you think you are? Ma'am, I'm just, I just want to be nice. What you mean? You think I need somebody to be nice to me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? The right relationship, if he brought that into your life at that time in that current state or that current condition, you blow it up. Are you hearing? So the appropriate thing for the father to do is get you healed first. Let me get you healed first. Let me get you healed first so that you'll be in the right frame of mind, right frame of spirit so that you can receive it at the appropriate time. And so there are safeguards in place. And so he says in verse number nine again, don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? He said, don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge. Oh, here it is. Here he goes. Another list. Those who indulge say indulge. Here again, you have a lifestyle of this. You have a lifestyle of this. Those who indulge in sin, in, uh, in sexual sin, or who worship idols, or commit adultery, or are male prostitutes, or practice homosexuality, or are thieves, or greedy people, or drunkards, or are abusive or cheat people none of these will inherit the kingdom of god do you hear that do you see that do you reading are you reading that now hearing it that does not say that any of these people won't receive uh, a blessing from the lord the rain is a blessing Son is a blessing. God sends the rain on the just as well as the unjust. He takes care of everybody, but there are things that are marked out that are divinely positioned for you in life that will be withheld because the condition is stinking. He said, I cannot allow this to come into your life with that there. Are you hearing? 
So these individuals could be asking these questions, seeking God for these questions. These are people. Some are very good people, good-hearted people, but they're living a lifestyle of something that God rejects. And you cry out, Lord, I want this in my life. I want this in my life. He said, you can't have it with the condition that you're in. He said, yes, you can have this thing. Yes, I want you to have it. But the condition of your life is preventing you from receiving my fullness. Does that help you? And look at verse number 11. He says, some of you were once like that. So there's, there's a chance of deliverance. You don't have to stay in this condition. He says, some of you were once like that, but you were cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of Jesus Christ and by the, and by the spirit of our God. Oh, look at that. I wonder if this is a typo in the word of God. Let's look at this and see if this is a typo. He said, you were once like that, but you were cleansed. Uh, you were made holy. You were made right with God. Then it says, by calling, they were made right with God. They were made in right relationship with God, made holy with God, made righteous with God, in good standing with God. Then it says, by calling on the name of Jesus Christ. And by the spirit of our God, you mean tell me I can be right with God by calling on the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Ghost? You sure the Bible didn't mean you can be made right with God once you stop doing these things? I don't read it in any translation where it says you'll be made right with God once you stop sexual sin or you'll be made right with God once you stop idols. You'll be made right with God once you stop the adultery and the list goes on. He doesn't say that. He says you're made right with God by calling on the name of Jesus and by the Holy Spirit. There is deliverance in the name of Jesus. And I tell you, if these individuals could stop it on their by themselves on their own, they would have. But we can't stop it on our own. You're going to have to call on the name of Jesus. Are you hearing me? Now let's go back. I want to show you something else in Galatians 5. Are y'all still with me today? Notice Galatians 5.17. I told you to make a special note of that in your Bible or in your notepad, and I want you to see this because this verse can get away from us if you don't understand it. Now notice we, all, we already know why some prayers aren't answered, why we're not receiving the fullness of things, because our life, our lifestyle, not just our temporary thing here and there, but our lifestyle is getting in the way. And it's preventing us from receiving the fullness that God has for us. Here again, we talk about the man that, let's say, the man that's on drugs. There's a difference between the man who is on, he, he has been completely consumed and his very, his every thought is drugs. Once I get money, more drugs. I got finished with this drugs, this drug, I want another drug. I want to smoke it up, snort it up, shoot it up, hip it up, or whatever. I got to have more. I got to have more. His thought is for that constantly. That is his life. It's different between him than a man, let's say, that is a recovering addict. The recovering addict says, you know what? I feel that pull on me, but I will not give into that. I will not give into that. Let's say he slips, he falls. He, but this man dusts himself off and gets his life back in order and goes again. 
There's a difference between those two individuals. Are you hearing? Let me tell you this a little bit here and then we'll close out for today. Galatians 5.17 says this. For the flesh, this is out of the King James Version. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other. So that ye cannot do the things that you would. Listen to that again. For the flesh lusteth or desires. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. In other words, there's warring against the spirit. Your flesh has its desires. The Holy Spirit has its desires. And you are in the middle and it says, and these are contrary one to another so that you cannot do the things that you would. Now, I want you to see somewhat of three minds in operation. There is the mind of the Holy Spirit on this side, the mind of the Holy Spirit, who's trying to lead you into righteousness, leading you to become like Christ. And then there is the mind of your flesh, so to speak, those desires in you to do wrong. Does anybody know about that desire to do wrong? We feel it and we know that it is there and it is constantly pulling us in the wrong direction. Sometimes uh, it is stronger than others when our weakness or when your kryptonite is around. Whatever you are weak to, it can be stronger in those pulling times at that time. Does that make sense? But there is here again the mind of the spirit who is saying, come on with me. Let's do right. Let's become like Jesus. Let me help you to become like Jesus. Then there is your flesh, your flesh or your sinful desires that says, no, no, no. Let's go and party. Let's go and do this. Let's go. Let me hit her. Let's talk about her. I feel like gossiping. And you feel that desire. But then there's a third mind. That to play here. He said, so that you cannot do the things that you would. So there's a mind of the spirit and there is a mind of carnal fleshly desires. And then there is you. The real you. You are not your desire and your desires are not you. You are not an animal. That is you have the potential of controlling those desires and saying no. He says so that you cannot do the things that you would do. So you, uh, so there is a will that is separate from the will of God, that is separate from the will of your flesh. That is when we are trying to do things that we think are right. But there is a way that we think is right that is actually wrong. The Bible says plainly in the book of Proverbs that there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it is destruction. It's death. I wonder how many mistakes have you made doing things that you thought were right? There's a way that you think is right that is actually apart from the Holy Spirit. You ever notice that? You think you're doing the right way, but that's not the God way. You're just thinking... You're just doing what you think is right and what you think is right. It may not be the flesh telling you go do some sin, but it may not be the God way. 
This may be your way of handling things. And this way gets us in trouble. So you see this over and over again where the Lord tells us, don't follow after your understanding. Follow after the understanding of the spirit. Say yes to him. Abide in him. As we said uh, up in um, Galatians as well or first Corinthians, allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Allow him to guide you. Don't go after your flesh, the desires of your flesh, and don't go after your own mind. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. This is what's called walking in the spirit, being led of the spirit, not by your own thinking or intellect. Are you hearing? All right. Father, we thank you in Jesus name for this day. And we thank you, Lord, for the word that you have given. Father, I thank you by faith. I release it by faith, uh, Lord God, into the airways, over the media, over here in this congregation. And I pray, Father, that the word of God has been sown into good ground uh, and that, Lord, it will be nourished and it will be fully equipped so that your people may be fully furnished and ready to receive answered prayers. For Father, you have released this word to heal the ground, to heal the soil, that it may receive seed. For Father, it is your desire to answer their prayers. It is your desire to answer their prayers. But first, there must be some cleanup. There must be some cleanup. And Lord, I thank you that as we yield to your spirit, you'll clean our lives up and we'll flow with the mind of the spirit will flow in the spirit and as we do that lord i thank you that you're going to release uh of the fullness of the kingdom of god to us and through us lord i give you praise and much glory and thanks in jesus name amen amen and amen 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 well if anyone desires prayer i'll ask you to come on up at this time and let us pray with you in jesus name if you would like prayer we pray that you were richly encouraged by today's message and that you've received a great blessing. Don't forget to contact us on our website at www.kingdomrock.org. We'd love to see you in a live service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And on Wednesday night, we start at 7 p.m. Come on out. Everyone's invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would so love to connect with you. And don't forget to stop by our website and check us out. Once again, our web address is www.kingdomrock.org. Well, until next time, my friends, remember that Jesus loves you so very much. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. God bless you, and we'll see you next time for more Kingdom Rock Radio.